Howdy, this is the Views from the Shot Podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller, and today it is Monday, February 12th, 2024, and I wish you a very, very, very happy National Lost Penny Day. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big banter sports you can find them wherever you take in your sports content and today on today's show we're going to talk about ohio state taking on the wisconsin badgers who the last time the buckeyes saw wisconsin were in the midst of a very fun part of their season is that the case anymore well we will find out short answer is no can Ohio State win? What will it take? We'll talk about all that and more in this one. Before we get going, number one, my voice still not much better than it was Saturday night. I, I took some water before recording this episode, getting prepped, and the voice just still isn't there. So apologies for that, but we'll move on and enjoy regardless. Number two, if you haven't already, and by the way, we've gotten a bunch of new followers on Twitter over the past couple weeks. So if you're new to the show, if you're listening for the first time, or this is one of your first couple of times listening, just hit follow. It's free. You don't lose any of your information. Even if you did lose it and I took it, I wouldn't know what to do with it anyway because I'm not smart enough, obviously because I talk about college basketball on a podcast. So there is that. But Follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That would be more appreciated than you could ever understand. Make sure you're finding us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, at The Shop Pod, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And just type in Views from the Shop Podcast on YouTube. You'll find us there as well. Not as much content on the YouTube. While we're in season, out of season, there will be more content. So make sure you're there because there's going to be good stuff. Okay, Ohio State and Wisconsin taking on one another on Tuesday night, 9 o'clock tip-off. So make sure you get a, a little nap in if you can. If you're like me and you work from home, then you can get a nap in. Potentially, depending on how the day goes, that's great. And I encourage it. Because if it helps you be more productive after 30 minutes, taking a quick power nap, helps you be more productive throughout the rest of the day, how is that a bad thing? I don't know. Grab a cup of coffee, maybe go for a run, whatever you need, because this game probably won't be over until about 11, 11, 15 local time, and hopefully with an Ohio State victory as well. So, we know Ohio State took a mm, not good loss to Wisconsin the first time that these two teams played. Ohio State played Wisconsin in early December. That was a game that took place in Columbus. Buckeyes lost that one 71-60. Ohio State fell to 12-4 at the time. Wisconsin improved to 12-3 and 4-0 in the Big Ten. In that one, Ohio State actually held a lead for a large portion of of that game, but Wisconsin went on a 10-0 run to close out that game, and also a 7-0 run as well 
to win that one, 71-61. The Badgers, plus four assists. They they out-rebounded, or, or nearly out-rebounded the Buckeyes, I should say, losing by two. But the biggest differential in this one was the shooting numbers. Wisconsin shot 91% from the free throw line. Ohio State was just 40%. And Wisconsin shot one more free throw in that regard. They're also much better from inside the three-point line in that one as well. So, as we look ahead to this one, we ask, what can Ohio State do to win this game? Buckeyes went on an 8-0 run in the second half against Wisconsin in the first game. They got up 50 to 48 with 947 left, but Roddy Gale did not play well in that one. Jamison Battle didn't attempt a three-pointer in the second half. Hard to win when Roddy Gale doesn't play well and Jamison Battle doesn't get a three in the second half. You had to ask the question, who was going to step up to support Bruce Thornton specifically along with Jamison Battle when Roddy Gale was cold? And that was a game in which we asked, why are we abandoning the post-up offense, especially when Ohio State had a very clear matchup advantage in that one? So the Buckeyes lost that one, and since then, since the last time we've seen Wisconsin, Wisconsin has now improved to 16-8 and 8 and 8-5 eight and in the Big Ten. They're ranked 18th in Ken Palm, 21st in the net rankings, but Wisconsin has lost four games in a row. They lost to Rutgers and Michigan in their last two games, lost to Purdue, lost to Nebraska. Now, that Nebraska game was at Nebraska, so... Not sure how much that game counts because Nebraska at home and Nebraska away, two completely different teams. It's like at one point you're taking on, I don't know, Purdue. And then at the next point you're taking on DePaul or something like that, depending on if Nebraska is home or away. But losses to Rutgers and Michigan in back-to-back games, icky, not good. Don't want that. Three of these four games were on the road. This game, of course, will be played in the great state of Wisconsin. Never been. Might go at some point. If you've ever been, let me know. Let me know what you think of it. Um, I guess, if you care about that, uh, I don't even care. If you've been to Wisconsin, I don't care, quite frankly. Don't tell me that. Except for one of you, and you know who you are. Um, Okay, so Wisconsin has lost four games in a row. There's some very, very stark differences between their offensive and defensive metrics and production over the past five compared to their season-long average. But let's get into their season-long numbers first. Offensively, averaging 74 points per game. They've got a really, really good 114.7 offensive rating, and they just continue to be that typical Big Ten slow-paced team. That's just what you get in Big Ten basketball. Shooting metrics, really, really good. 46% from the field, 34% from the three-point line, and 76% from the free-throw line so far this season is Wisconsin. All of those numbers well above average. 76% from the free-throw line is insane. And this is still the same team that it was. A.J. Storr is on fire for Wisconsin right now, even across his losing streak Store has been really, really good. So over the last five games, Store is above his season-long average in scoring production, averaging 21 points per game over the last five. He's averaging 17 field goals per game over his last five games and a 37% usage, uh, usage rate 
over the past five games. That is 100th percentile in college basketball over the last five. No one is getting used the way that AJ Store has in the last five games. And here's the thing. The scoring numbers are up, but it's quite frankly simply because he's shooting the ball more. Boy, I, I should have taken like a... Quite frankly, I don't even know what a lozenge is. I'm convinced that that's a word that was just made up by someone. I feel like I heard it. I hear it thrown around. But if you were to if you were to send me into my local Walmart or Kroger or Meyer, none of which are sponsors but could be, if you were to send me in and say, hey, go get yourself a cold lozenge, I would say, I don't even know what that is. I don't know where to find it. Do I need to go to the pharmacy? No idea. One voice crack already. I thought... The thing is, I thought I was getting sick, but I think I just, I tell you what, I I love going to live games because I can just give my all and shout and yell. You can do it in the comfort of your own living room, but it's just not the same. And that's what I did uh, in this game against Maryland. And it's come back to bite me. I thought I was going to be sick Sunday, yesterday, getting ready for the Super Bowl. By the way, the homemade pizza, pizza dough that I made off the charts good. Best I've ever made. If you want the recipe, just DM me. Happy to give it to you for like, I don't know, $3.99 if you Venmo me. Um, just I thought I was getting sick, losing my voice, um, just head not feeling great. And I think I just, I, did I pop something? Did I pull a, a muscle in my brain? It's possible. If, if I'm going to say something as idiotic as that, it's possible. But yeah, just... Not feeling 100%. There, there's a voice crack for you. If you had over under 0.5, you took the over, then you're cashing that out. So congrats to you. Anyways, AJ Store on fire simply because of the fact that he's shooting the ball more. The shooting efficiency has not improved, but Wisconsin is basically saying, AJ, would you like to take another shot? AJ, do you want the ball in this possession? Uh, he's not a great shooter from deep. He's by no means bad. He's not great, but he scores really well from the paint, the rim, also can can make a living in the mid-range. And at this point, he's really just living the ideal life as a basketball player where he's just being fed and fed and fed. And at this point, he's not saying, no more, I'm full, I can't eat anymore, I'm all set, really, rub my tummy, I'm good. I can't, no, I can't imagine taking another bite. He's like, no, please continue. This is actually, this is fun for me. I'm averaging 21 points per game. I'm at the top of the box score. Every time a Wisconsin writer writes about a Wisconsin game, I'm featured. That's pretty cool. So if you're AJ Store, you are currently enjoying the usage percentage, the numbers that you're outputting. But there's one player who, while AJ Store has stepped up and is scoring, one player has taken a step back. We'll take a look at that when we get into storylines. But moving on to Wisconsin and their defensive play, okay? Splits, again, are going to be really different from this season long and the last five. But we'll start with the season long. Averaging, giving up 68.4 points per game, 105.6 defensive rating. Both of those are really good. The the numbers from the field, though, not great. 45% from the field, 37% from the three-point line. Pause. Is that... Are they actually that bad? Or or did I, did I misrepresent something here? Field goal percentage this season. 45% from the field this season. That is correct. 45% from the field. Not great, certainly. 
and 37% from three is just not good at all. What percentile is that? Are you curious? Because I am. That's 10th percentile in college basketball. So this is a team that absolutely can be scored on. The issue, again, is number one, Wisconsin is a very good defensive rebounding team. So if they force you to miss, you're likely not going to get a second chance. And number two for Wisconsin, in terms of their defensive abilities... Well, it helps when you limit possessions, and that's what they do because offensively their pace is so freaking slow. 64.5 pace this year. That's just the number of team possessions per 40 minutes. I, I talk about pace all the time. If you're not familiar with the with the stat, what it is, that's what it means. That's 12th percentile in college basketball. So they just limit the offense's ability to possess the ball, which means you're not going to be able to score as much. And defensively, this is a team that's just the exact opposite from Maryland. So Maryland's stingy. They can guard the ball. Phenomenal post presence with Julian Reese down there. They can force turnovers. They'll ratchet up the pressure. Wisconsin does none of that in terms of the pressure. And thus, they don't force turnovers or block shots. They've got a 5% block rate as a team this season. Felix Akpara scoffs at that. A 9.1% steal rate is something that Aaron Kraft probably would scoff at if he saw it, and they're only forcing 11 turnovers per game. So this is not a Wisconsin defense that is going to suffocate you, that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. They're content to allow you to get your shots up. They want you to be contested, but they're not going to overplay the ball. They're not going to overplay passing lanes. They're not going to overplay with hard hedges and with jumping to the ball and things like that. They simply want to sit in their spots they want to make sure that they're in good position, which is something that they have been doing well up to these past couple of games, and they just want to sit down and play defense. So storylines for this one. That's that's Wisconsin as an offense, as a defense. I kind of rush through that because I, I've got some really good storylines here that I want to get to, and it's going to continue to add more color to the statistical landscape of this game. So number one storyline for this one is... A question. And that question is this. Is Ohio State getting Wisconsin at the very best time? We know Wisconsin has lost four straight games. Now the question is, does that count as a voice crack? The question is, why has, my voice may be worse than it was Saturday night at this point. Why has Wisconsin lost four games in a row? Well, let's look at their offense. Number one, their offensive rating has plummeted. They've gone from 114.7 to 104. That's thanks in part to shooting very, very poorly. 52% effective field goal percentage so far this season. In the past five, they're down to 48%. Their offensive rating is down. Their scoring is down. That's to their effective field goal percentage dropping, which usually means... The three-point shooting is not where you want it to be. And that's the case for Wisconsin. Shooting, they're they're right now shooting three more three-pointers per game over their last five compared to their season average, but they're making only 28% of their attempts over the last five compared to 34% over the entire season. So they're shooting three more shots per game, but they're still making less due to their percentages right now. So Wisconsin's ability to hit the three has not been there. Connor Asijin 
He was last year's babyface assassin, maybe in all of the Big Ten, just taking and making threes for Wisconsin. He's not even getting any minutes this season. It would not be surprising at all to see him transfer to freaking, I don't know, Wisconsin, UW-Milwaukee, or Chicago State. I don't know. Something like that to try to get more playing time because he's certainly taken a step back in playing time this year. Hasn't been able to get the threes up. But outside of that, Wisconsin doesn't really have a consistent sniper on the team. Talked about AJ Store. He can hit from three, but he's not he's not necessarily spectacular. You've got Max Klesmet. He's been really good. But over the last five games, his production as well hasn't been that great from the three-point line. Shooting 41% over the season, 32% over the last five. Of course, you've got Steven Crawl. Who can hit from three? He doesn't take a lot per game, but he can hit from three. And outside of that, you've got John Blackwell as well, shooting really, really well from deep, but just not getting the the attempts that you need to to really make an impact, shooting less than two three-pointers per game. So the three-point shooting has not been good for Wisconsin. And, and even outside of that, the free-throw shooting, that's been really bad as well. The assist rate has dropped significantly. It wasn't Great in the first place, but now it's even worse. And individually, we spoke about a couple players. Stephen Crow has been ice cold. Badgers are scoring four points per game less over their past five. Stephen Crow is averaging four points per game less over his last five. So while AJ Store has picked up the slack, and some other players technically have somewhat picked up the slack over the past couple games, Crow has not, averaging less points per game over the last five than he traditionally does. Averaging 10 points per game, I think, over the season, six points per game or so over the past five. The field goal percentage has dropped astronomically. The three-point efficiency, that is tailspun into the ground as well. So, for Ohio State, they're coming off a highly emotional win. They're coming off a huge win, double overtime. You kind of get the monkey off your back for now, winning a Big Ten game. Now you're getting a Wisconsin team that is playing absolutely bad basketball and the worst basketball that they have played all season. Remember, Wisconsin beat Marquette really early in the year. This has been a Wisconsin team that played really tough with Tennessee as well. So, losing four straight, including two to Rutgers and Michigan, two teams that will not go to the NCAA tournament. Nebraska should be an NCAA tournament team. Obviously, Purdue will make the NCAA tournament, but... Losing two games to Rutgers and Michigan in four in a row, you're getting Wisconsin at the worst possible time. So, can Ohio State take advantage? Storyline number two in this one. How will Ohio State respond to its biggest win of the season? Now, they're going to head into a hostile environment playing a desperate team. Just talked about how they're playing so poorly offensively and defensively. But, losing four in a row, being back at home, Wisconsin probably licking its chops right now to play the 13th best team in the Big Ten according to the standings. They're going to say this team is exhausted. It just played a double overtime game. Not only is it physically exhausted, it's mentally exhausted as well. And, mind you, Ohio State has to make the trip to Wisconsin for this one. So that's exhausting in itself as well. Could that give Wisconsin juice or... Could the fact that Ohio State just came off this huge win and you saw the reaction from Roddy Gale, this is this is the new, the new uh, what's the word, Twitter header on the Views from the Shot Twitter page right now. 
It's after the game. And immediately when I saw it, I said, yeah, we're switching this out. I, initially, I had featured our, our summer guest list. No. Now it's it's Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale. Uh, 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 what's the term? Chest bumping? Yes, I did sports back in the day. I, I know a chest bump. And, and Dale Bonner screaming. All the fans in the background. All of them have their hands in the air. They're clapping. They're smiling. They're yelling. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful picture. I had to pull it up again just to look at it, to reminisce, as should you, at the Shot Pod. Go give it a follow. Um, can Ohio State respond and use this win as fuel to continue moving into Big Ten play with momentum? You're into the second half of Big Ten conference play at this point. Use that win against Maryland and let it give you some extra light, some extra juice. Will Ohio State be able to do that? That's a big question we've got in this one. Number three, storyline for this one. Now, just stay with me here because this won't make sense. Can Ohio State Julian Reese, Wisconsin? Pause. Let's explain that really quick. Okay. Ohio State against Maryland took on Julian Reese, and Julian Reese made it his creed to simply back down and punish whoever would be guarding him. And specifically... When Devin Royal got into the game for Ohio State, Julian Reese went to work. Now, you may say, oh, it's not a big deal. Nah, let me wait for that, actually. I'm going to wait for that, okay? Because it will help me wrap up my argument better toward the end. So, Julian Reese took advantage of Devin Royal. He dominated him. Devin Royal got four fouls in like two and a half seconds in that game against Maryland. Here's the thing. When you have a mismatch like Wisconsin, or sorry, like Maryland had against Ohio State, you attack it. In the first game that Ohio State played against Wisconsin, there was a young man by the name of Nolan Winter who averages only 10 minutes per game, 12 minutes per game over his last five. In that first matchup, Zed Key, whenever he got the ball, he gave Nolan Winter the work repeatedly possession after possession welcoming nolan winter to big 10 basketball nolan winter not only does not play does not does not appear to at least have the play strength to stand tall and play defense in the big 10 in the paint but he is 611 and he has zero blocks this season he does not have a single block in that first game against Wisconsin, I believe Zedke got the ball against Winter two possessions in a row when Winter was in, when Winter was just subbed in, and Key just went to work on him. He got fouled once, he scored the other time. Can Ohio State essentially reverse the Julian Reese role and do this now to Wisconsin? And you will say, you will say, well, Nolan Winter's only averaging 12 minutes per game. Only 10 minutes, 10 minutes per game this season, 12 over his last five. Guess what? You knew when Devin Royal was on the floor for Ohio State against Maryland and Julian Reese was taking it to him. And Devin Royal is averaging eight minutes per game and 12 minutes per game over his last five. Against Maryland, he played in a grand total of 14 minutes. So if you could feel the impact when Devin Royal was in for Ohio State against Maryland, then you're going to feel the impact 
when Nolan Winter is in for Wisconsin. Ohio State, please take advantage. All right, number four. Bombs away, question mark? 39% of three-point attempts by Wisconsin opponents have gone in over the last five games. You thought 37 was bad. Let's see what's behind door number two. It's 39%. That's insane. Now, Ohio State shot poorly against Maryland, although Maryland is very good defensively. And Ohio State hasn't shot well during this losing skid, in which they're 2-8. and eight. Over the last 10, they've only had one game over 35%. But this kind of feels like the magic formula, right? Ohio State's only shot over 35% one time in their past 10 games from deep. Wisconsin, over the season, is averaging that 35% number given up and now 39% over the last five. Ohio State is going to have the ability to hit some threes in this one. Jamison Battle, Roddy Gale, Bruce Thornton, I'm talking to you guys. Mm, Dale Bonner, maybe. Evan Mahaffey, sure. Why not? Zed Key, give it a shot. Um, Let's backtrack here. Shall we do a little bit of investigative research? I want to see if Zed Key even attempted a three against Wisconsin or if he made one. Where the heck is... Okay, here it is. Um, Let's see here. I said this game was in December earlier. I think I was maybe looking at one of the team's record at 12-3 and or 12-4. and This game took place on January 10th. I thought it wasn't that long ago, uh, and it wasn't. So I, I apologize for misleading the public there zed key that's right zed key played in 10 minutes in this one again he dominated he had four points four points one of three from the field yippee he did make one shot he did attempt a three did not hit it uh and then he had two free throws so he hit that shot to start he had two free throws after that that he made i believe against nolan winter so there is that um okay buckeyes will have the shot to to make some threes in this one the only question is, will they? Last but not least, will Wisconsin's defense finally improve? Ohio State clearly is not going to fix the ball movement problem. When I asked Jake Diebler about it last Friday, he said it wasn't a problem. We've gotten better about it, essentially. Against Maryland, it was still awful. It's horrible to watch. But Wisconsin's defensive rating has fallen to 111.5 over the last five games. Or I guess I should should say has risen. Uh, their scoring is up by six points per game, up to seventy four percent or seventy four percent seventy four points per game over the last five given up. And the shooting metrics have skyrocketed as well. If Wisconsin's going to continue to play bad basketball defensively, Ohio State needs to take advantage. And in this one, again, there are going to be some places where Ohio State can exploit some matchups. I think this one is as simple as it sounds. Wisconsin is reeling. Ohio State's coming off a win. If there's any team that you can play well against offensively, it's this one against Wisconsin. Chucky Hepburn is a phenomenal defender. He's a great gulai. Glue guy is the term I'm looking for. And he can distribute the ball. Great player for Wisconsin. But outside of Chucky Hepburn, defensively, they are somewhat suspect. All season, they really have been at times. So, can Ohio State step up? And can this be the cure for their offensive woes in Blues? They did not play well offensively against Maryland. They still got the win. Okay. Predictions. Banger bets. But before we get there. Oh, and keys to the game. Before we get there, 
Let's talk about college basketball analytics. CBBanalytics.com. Go there right now. And if you sign up for an account, you can get an entire month free using the code SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T, short for Views from the Shot Podcast. And when you sign up, you will have access to the exact stats that coaching staffs have in Division I college basketball and even NBA scouts have as they try to bolster draft positioning for their players. You can have access to all those stats, not and more, but all of the stats that they have. That's shooting numbers, that's shooting zones, which you can parcel out between simple zones, medium zones, complex zones, distant zones. You can do player profiles, game recaps, lineups, on-off combos, and a whole bunch more. Go to cbbanalytics.com. We thank you for sponsoring today's show. Use the code SHOT to get your first month free. Not only will you love it, but it helps out the show as well. So, may not be a bad thing to do. cbbanalytics.com. Predictions. And before we get to predictions, we got to do keys of the game. Okay, just two keys of the game in this one. Super simple. Because at this point, sometimes that's how it has to go when Ohio State is playing as poorly as they are. So number one for Ohio State, shoot the freaking deep ball. Just just let it fly. 39% of shots going in from deep for the last five, like we said, for Wisconsin's opponents at this point. And it doesn't matter where you're shooting from either. Wings, top of the key, corners from the stands, from outside the arena, grabbing a hot dog, doesn't matter. Taking a shuttle to or from the arena, um, probably in a different zip code, you're going to make a three against Wisconsin's defense over the last five. So if Ohio State can simply move the ball, if their players who are not holding onto the basketball can move without it, if they can set screens and use those freaking screens, you're going to make Wisconsin pay. Jameson Battle, Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale. Can you force Wisconsin's hand, take the crowd out of it early, and at least give your team a chance to win a game by hitting some threes? And again, that means using threes. Threes? No. Screens. Well, threes, yes, but using screens, that's number one key to the game. It's going to be that simple. If Ohio State can take advantage of how bad Wisconsin is defending the three-point line, they're going to have a very good shot to win this game. Number two... Do the smallest, most minute details in the absolute best, most hard-working, high-effort way possible. Number one, when you go to a basketball game, you don't necessarily see more than you do when you're watching on TV because it's, it's not football. You see every single player on the court, but... There are some things that you do see. And one thing that I really paid attention to as Ohio State took on Maryland was their ability to box out. Maryland was a very, very good rebounding team. And Ohio State simply didn't seem to care, especially in the first half. The rebounding numbers were not where they needed to be. And Ohio State gave up too many offensive rebounds in that one where they simply didn't box out. And it may not have been in the paint, but a guard getting free because Bruce Thornton or Roddy Gale or Dale Bonner didn't box out and coming in and grabbing an offensive rebound or poking it up in the air so that Julian Reese could grab it, that happened way too much. This is something Ohio State is going to have to do against Wisconsin. They're a really, really good defensive rebounding team. They've struggled on the offensive glass as of late, but if you can just simply box out, put a butt on your guy, you're going to have a better shot to win this game, especially against a team like Wisconsin. Another small detail they need to do better. If you watch the tape, cut hard off of screens. You cannot be a top 15 team in the nation without doing little things like this, which means Bruce Thornton, 
He's going to receive 27 ball screens in this game. When you receive your ball screen, I need you to put your hip onto Felix Akpara's hip and go off of it. Very, very good is Bruce Thornton when it comes to crab dribbling, breaking down, keeping his dribble when he gets the hedge. He's been more aggressive off of pick and rolls over the past couple games, which has been great to see because he's not dealing with the hard hedges as much and he's making defenses pay and not even allowing them to get in a position to deal with the hard hedges in the first place. When you are receiving an off-ball screen, when Jamison Battle is curling off of Felix Akpara's screen, put your hip on Felix Akpara's hip, duck your shoulder, and curl around that screen with intensity and purpose. You don't see that much with Ohio State basketball. You need to see it in this one to get open and to hit threes. So for Ohio State, the second key to the game is simply do the smallest, most minute minute details to the highest degree. Show me that. Okay, banger bets, and then we're going to get a prediction, and then we're out of here. Okay, banger bets. Um, I don't know why this feels like a Jameson battle game. He had a somewhat lackluster game against Maryland, but came up clutch in overtime. He's averaging 14 points per game this season and 14 points per game over the last five. And against a shoddy defense that gives up good looks from deep, it feels like a Jameson battle type of game, especially against a defense that allows a high field goal percentage. They allow points to be scored from the three-point line and from the mid-range, which is where Jameson battle likes to score. Feels like a Jameson battle game. So if we get a number at 13 and a half, I think we might have to take it. Now, another one that we'll keep an eye on here, and maybe we'll say, "Eh, I'd like a little more value. Maybe we go Jameson battle 12 plus points or even 10 plus points if there's not too much juice on it. And we parlay it with a little Bruce Thornton combo. Now, I haven't talked about combos this season, but let's talk about Bruce Thornton. He's had 21 or more points, rebounds, and assists in four of his last six games. Last game against Maryland, he led the team in points, rebounds, and assists. This feels like a really good spot for him, even though Wisconsin is a good defensive rebounding team. If Bruce Thornton can knock down a few shots, if he can share the ball well against a bad team, get a couple assists, maybe you don't need the rebounds, we'll take a look at that number there. I feel like the the combos, I don't pay attention to them probably as much as a lot of people do, or maybe you don't pay attention to combos as much either. But if we're going to see a number here in the teens... We're going to have to take it. So those are the two banger bets we're looking at. And guess what? We've already got a line for this one. Wisconsin is favored by nine and a half points to win this game over Ohio State. Right off the top, I got to say, it feels like a lot, especially given Wisconsin's struggles. And I get Ohio State hasn't won a road game in over 13 months now. Wait. Yeah, over 13 months. We're, we're not at the 14-month range yet. Are we? No, we're not. It's just over 13 months. Wow. Okay, Ohio State's bad on the road. Wisconsin has lost four in a row, but three of those four have been on the road, so they get to come back home. Sure, all that is fine. But you're telling me Ohio State is going to lose by double digits. That's hard to see, especially with, with how they... They reacted to the win over Maryland. It's hard to see Ohio State at least not putting up enough of a fight. And where Wisconsin has been bad or exploitable over the past five games is where Ohio State has shown an ability to win games this season. So for that reason, 
at nine and a half points, this isn't a banger bet. This isn't something I feel optimally, optimately, uh, not even going to attempt it. This isn't something I feel supremely confident in, but if I were going to take one or the other, Wisconsin to cover nine and a half or Ohio State to cover nine and a half, nine and a half feels like a lot. I'm taking Ohio State to cover. And I think, actually, let me find out right now. It won't be long. Just, Just hold on. For just one second here, I want to find out where the money is right now. And typically, if you want to find any kind of an edge, the money's got to at least be 70%. Oh, boy. The money's got to be at least 70% on a team. And you're going to take the other side. Guess what? That number opened at 9.5, and we are down to 9. 72% of the public bet is on Wisconsin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Might make its way into a banger bet if we see the number move its way up to 75 or 80% on Wisconsin. So I like Ohio State to cover in this one. Do I like them to win? Mm, I'd love it if they did. I don't necessarily think that they will. But I think 9.5 points or, or 9 points is a lot to cover. So I would take the Buckeyes to cover even 9 points at this point. Because worst case scenario, it pushes and they lose by 9. So that is your... How did we get 37, 38 minutes on this? I feel like I didn't talk for that long, and and hopefully you feel that way as well. But that is a 37 to 38 minute preview on Ohio State's second matchup with Wisconsin, second and final matchup, unless, of course, they play in the Big Ten tournament or in the NCAA tournament, which technically it's possible. It could happen, folks. Crazier things have happened, you know. People have been struck by lightning twice. Who says Ohio State can't make the NCAA tournament? Put that on a freaking poster and print it out. Do it now. All right. That's your preview for Ohio State taking on Wisconsin. Remember, 9 Eastern start time. So get all snuggled up. Get your comfy, cozy clothes. Get your Ohio State blanket. Get your gear on. Get nice and comfy. Maybe cuddle up to just some chips and salsa or some leftover Super Bowl foods and snacks and, and, and the things like that. And enjoy the game. Hopefully the Buckeyes come out with a win. I appreciate you listening today. Share the show with a friend if you don't hate it and if you don't hate me. If you do hate me, I would recommend you not because that is a sad thing to do. Hate another person over a podcast. Come on, guy. Be better. I'm going to shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.